Welcome back to Bread and Butter, everybody. On episode 49, where we're serving up the basics for Hearthstone improvement. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Tito. Tito, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. Doing pretty good. And this week, we have a special returning guest, my best friend. Best friend, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing, Doc? I'm doing pretty good, my man. For those that don't know, his best friend is Daniel Stormrage Sheldon, although he just goes by Stormrage now, I think. Or What, 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 what is your yeah, official Stormrage. monitor now? Just easy. Fair enough, Simple. Fair enough. But I will always call him Daniel. That's fair. Yep. Uh, so, Daniel. Yeah. Thank you for being back on. You're welcome. What have you been doing inside Hearthstone, my man? Ah, it's a good question. I've been waiting for showdowns in the Badlands to drop mostly. That's been the thing that has been engaging my mind the most because, boy, howdy, are there some decks that I'm really, really excited about in showdowns in the Badlands. But in actual Hearthstone, I have mostly been playing in Rage Warrior because I do love that deck. That deck slaps. And there are very few things that feel as good as putting that little mummy on the board and it's got like plus eight plus eight. You give it a little bit of a pingy ping and then it starts charging your opponent's face. And you go, but that's not all. And then you play a copy minion and then you say, but that's not all. And then you swing with the thing that increases their attack if they're damaged. And it's a good fun time for everybody if everybody is exclusively me. And other than that, I've also been playing some arena because they made. A, Excuse me? An amazing change in Arena, which is that you now draft the legendary first, and it is only one legendary for each Arena card, and then you can kind of build your deck based off of that legendary. Now, I've done three Arena runs. All of them have been terrible decks. The legendary <laughs> I've been offered each time has been terrible. Like the most recent time, it was like Blood Mage Thalnos. And I tried to do nice. an Ogre Gang uh, deck, and I got offered no Ogres. So, like, it's been a rough ride. I've had three runs and zero wins. I've gone 0-9 in those three runs. So, like, it could be better, but we'll figure it out one of these days. I'll actually make a yep. deck that's decent. It's just not today, and that's okay. Nice. Uh, so, is it one Legendary per run, then? Yes. Okay. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I hope I have some uh, arena tickets because I'll probably try that out. I have drafting's fun. So many arena tickets, and they're all going towards it. They specifically did that so that way you could plan because mm-hmm. they have these Highlander legendaries that they want to let you play in arena. And it really stinks if like you get a legendary on row twenty nine. And happened to be a, hey, if you have no duplicates. So that's kind of why they did that. They also took Titans out of the pool. Very good change. So that way it's a little more, (laughs) um, because, yeah, because that seemed to be really annoying to the uh, arena community. So, um, yeah, so far I've heard from, like, Judge, and it seems to be a positive change. People seem to like it. So I'm a big fan myself. And it actually makes me want to play arena again because it feels like my my problem with arena has always been that so much of it is so swingy as far as like what you get and what you don't, where if you get a legendary that happens to pop off, then you're just going to be able to cruise through it. And if you don't, if you don't get anything, then that feels bad. And this kind of mitigates that. Admittedly, the three runs I've had have all felt bad, but that's because I'm just not good at the mode in a while. Uh, That's okay. A user error I will take over RNG being bad. Yeah. Doc, how about uh, yourself? What have you been so up to? Just 
playing BGs, uh, ping ponging from 5,600 to 5,500. I think my peak was like 5,780. Um, but right before uh, recording tonight, I played a game with uh, George and went Divine Shield Dragons. The anomaly was the uh, Wondrous Ball with Cadgar. So after oh. turn six, occasionally got helpful uh, refreshes. Didn't really get a lot that helped dragons, to be honest. Uh, I did get to triple Bran, and so I did some battle cry shenanigans without Caligos, unfortunately. Um, but I still got some pretty big dragons that way. It was a lot of fun. I got second place, so gained 72 MMR, so it feels good. Tito, how about yourself? I've been playing a lot. I've been playing a lot of standard. I'm still enjoying standard. It's it's my, it's my favorite mode. Uh, I, I didn't really play much uh twist a little bit i play wild a little bit but standards just what i dig the most um i need to finish the rewards track in battlegrounds if that tells you about how far behind i am in that but so far to, to tell you how much i have been playing standard um i am currently for the month by my deck tracker which doesn't count games played on mobile which has only been a couple 190 and 189 in this month i have been playing 94% of those games as That's Paladin. so many I have games. Played like in November, in 12 days, you've played 200 games or three, 400 games. Um, yes, I have played. Well, I, cause I, I've been streaming most nights and I can get like 40, 45 in a, in a night. So, um, it, it tends to, tends to go pretty well. Um, I think this, I think that math works out, but in all those games I've played, I have seen 19% warrior and 17% mage. Oh. So it's been the the meta, I'm oh, sorry, 18% mage. And outside of that, there's 11% death knight, 13% priest, mostly control, boo. Um but it's been a very I want to say solve meta. I mean, yeah, it's a solve meta. It's been very very condensed now as we're control, coming down to it. So I for the most part instead of switching around and trying to um, diversify because we're going to be doing that in like a few days, two days. I just figured I'm going to continue on with the deck that I've gotten really comfortable with and, and just work on being a better player by learning the matchups and, and seeing how far I can go. Um, I hit Legend pretty early. I was around 700. And then two of the last three nights, I've had some really epic losing streaks where um, I started 0-4 last night. Um, I ended up finished positive, but the night before I was like, I don't even remember. It was like three and 17. It started. It was horrible, but I'm still just over 500 for the month. So I can't complain. I'm very happy. And the goal right now is to try to get as many ranks as I can before Tuesday, where I'm going to lose them all by playing weird ass decks. Fair. So I'm um, just trying to do some preemptive um, there. So but, really quick, you do realize with about the amount of games you've played Tito, that's roughly 42 games a day. <laughs> I, I like Carson. Fair. That's just that's just a lot, my man. This is why I'm behind on things like Inscription <laughs> and other like the Blizzard game of the month because I sit down on my computer at night and what do I do? I play Hearthstone. In fact, it would be probably more games except Friday night I play Civs and you know, other uh, my kid has to like you know eat and go to school and stuff, and then I have this whole job thing. Otherwise, I'd probably be <laughs> playing more. So yeah. so. But it's fun, and I get on. I respect the hustle. I yeah, that's a cannot play that much Hearthstone on a consistent basis. My brain would just ooze away. 
And and I would think that would be the case for me too, but it just it doesn't like I I I never sit there. And if I need a break, I take a break. And I'm also remember I used to play a lot of World of Warcraft yeah, and I'm kind of taking that. That's so I have fair. that kind of personality where I sit down and play. So I have the ability, like I used to just pretty much play games. I used to farm uh, materials or reputation or whatever, and I'd watch rewatch some shows or whatever on the other monitor, and that, that was the thing. So I have the um, stamina to just sit there and do things. And if I didn't want, if I wasn't having fun, um, I would I would stop. Like it's not like I feel committed to it. I, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to improve. But if I wasn't having fun, I would do other things. But the th- and I have other content that I want to make. I have other things I want to do. But typically. I get through the day. The kid goes to the bed. I have um, my dog out for a while who I get some attention. And then um, come around 8, 30, 9 o'clock, I throw her on the stream, even though I should do other things. And I just say, you know what? I'm going to play video games for a few hours and hang out with some friends. And I just like it. It's just it's fun. So um, eventually that'll change and eventually I'll do other things. But for now, it's just been what's going to get me through the thing. But Doc, what have you been doing outside uh, yeah. of Hearthstone? Yeah, so... Uh... Magic Gathering came out with a new set for pre-release. It officially launches in two days, um, which is the return to Ixalan, which is Dinosaur Land. And for listeners of the show, I am an avid dinosaur fan. I think y'all should know this by now. Uh, So I got a pre-release kit for me and uh, Portland's brother. And then we went and bought some bundle packs the next day and didn't get anything i was looking for got some cool alternate arts though but uh Cortland's brother pulled two of the cards i was looking for uh right. he got galta and then he got the sun favored raptor but the alternate art of that one so that was fun uh him and i played a couple games of commander yesterday um and then outside of magic uh just been settling into the new role that i have at the credit union um so i am a visa processing officer now Um, I've never not worked in a like non-customer facing environment before. So it's just a different, different process for me now, but it's, it's fun. It's a lot to learn. Uh, one of the programs I have to use is essentially DOS and I can go into old debit or credit cards and go into specific transactions and get information from said transactions. So it's kind of interesting just to see how like, the back end of stuff works. Um, yeah. Uh, I have a concert tomorrow with my brother in uh, Cortland. And then Friday, I have another concert that we're going to. And for those of you who may not know, Warcraft Rumble came out, which is like a, a Clash Royale, not necessarily clone, but Clash Royale like. Um, and it's really friggin' fun. Um, if you're cool, you're in the Blizzlet Guild in Warcraft Rumble. And we just unlocked Sylvanas today, which that's huge. She is uh, she seems to be pretty good. So mm-hmm. excited to level her up and start doing some PvP with her. And then I went to this little thing called BlizzCon. I don't know if any of you know what that is. It's put on by a small indie company. Um, but that that's what I did. Uh, Daniel, how about yourself? I I've been doing a lot of things outside of gaming like this is a pretty busy time for me school wise because sorry before thanksgiving i caught a a bit of a bug at blizzcon so i was dealing with that for a couple days and then i had to recover and blah 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 but i've been doing a lot of uh for those people that don't know i do improv comedy on a fairly frequent basis and so i had a number of shows over the weekend 
and teaching and all that jazz. I also do too many Dungeons and Dragons games. It's silly. It's just obnoxious how many games I have on a weekly basis. It is, uh, let me count, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I have four weekly games of D&D. Oh my God. It's too many. It's just too many is what it is. Yeah. But it's been fun, and outside of that, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. I've been trying to actually get decent at Overwatch. Playing it and seeing it at BlizzCon always makes me want to go, I can get better at this game. (laughs) And then Warcraft Rumble has got me. Warcraft Rumble's got me in a way that Marvel Snap does normally. And so I normally play Hearthstone on mobile is my most common way to play Hearthstone. And so now all of that time has been replaced by Warcraft Rumble, and the time that I play Hearthstone is like when I sit down on my computer specifically to play Hearthstone. But man, that Warcraft Rumble is very, very fun. Mm-hmm. And I am sure that if, like six months down the road, it will likely not be a game that I play a lot of. But right now, I play a lot of that game and I enjoy a lot of that game. Now, Daniel, I thought you retired from uh, Overwatch a few months ago when they, they made some announcements. Yeah, Did and that it, it's a fair thing. I... So I originally deleted Overwatch when they talked about, hey, PvE no longer exists. And I was furious, and I still am about it. And But the problem is, is that I've played with my friend uh, Ginger Saurus with Overwatch for, like, years now. And we tried a number of other games, and none of them felt the same way as Overwatch did. So we were like, flip. Um, how do we get through this? And, like, how do we still play this game but not? And so... I, I have I have gone from supporting the game financially to not at all. So I don't buy any skins. I don't buy anything in the game. I just play it. And so that has been my more silent form of protest of I will never give them any money, but I will still play the game every now and then. Fair enough. So I've been also in the Blizzard Guild, um, although I may have to, Daniel, just I'm giving you advance notice. I may have to change guilds at some point, not anytime soon, but um, Pilot and myself, um, I don't, I'm sure you guys remember Pilot. Uh, he's a mod of mine, yeah. but he's in a bunch of the communities. We might, we're looking to potentially maybe do, and this is not official yet because we're not sure, but we may do a Rumble podcast. Ooh. So if we do that, we kind of have to have a guild that's associated with the podcast. So I don't plan on anytime soon, but if that happens and we move forward with that. Look. Look, Tito, you can be Nothing dead personal. to me. That's okay. That You can make bad choices <laughs> all you want, and I will not judge you for that. I, I will stop talking to you, but that's okay. Okay, I, yeah. I, I respect the hustle, and I respect the um the thing. Um, I saw the Marvels today. Uh, I know for months people have been complaining about this movie, and they've been very down on the movie, which I don't know why. To me, it just looks like, I've said this before, it looks like if you took MCU and added Freaky Friday, and, and and you smash them together, and um, it was fun. I I liked it. It wasn't a serious movie. It wasn't one that tried to push the agenda of the MCU. The, they didn't try to push the storyline forward. It did a little bit towards the end, but it was just fun. And and if uh, I if I forget her name, but the girl that plays Mrs. Marvel, she's an absolute delight. And oh. No no no, Mrs. Marvel. Oh, uh, Brie plays Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. They're all Marvels here, but um, but the the girl that she had her own show and all that, she's uh, absolutely delightful. I believe it is and, and Iman it looks like they're gonna... Yes, 
Um, she's gonna hopefully be a, a fixture in the the universe for a little while. She's she's a lot of fun. But the the show, if you're going in there and you you're, you're going in there to hate it, you're gonna hate it. Um, I don't understand that that concept. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. It, it it was quick. It was short. And you know what? What can I say? I liked it. But anyway, this is not a Marvel podcast. This is a Hearthstone podcast. And you guys went to this big show. What? Called BlizzCon. Huh? So, yeah. Um, you may you may have not remembered because you I don't know you you've got the con crud and mm-hmm. I don't know what that does to the memory, but um, I figured what we do is not all of us can go there. I have kids, a job, a family that makes it hard to just say, hey, I'm going to go away for a weekend to California to do things. And there's a lot of us out there like that that can't figure either the time, money, or both. So, um. Maybe giving our listeners a little bit more inside of what the experience is like and not necessarily what you see there, but like, you know, the whole experience from like when you you take off on the plane, you get there, you're involved in these communities. So I thought we could talk about that a little bit and give our our listeners a little insight. So first day, when you get there, you fly, you get there before the con, I think a couple a day or two before the con. What are some of the things? What are some of your stories there from like that that first day that you're there, where uh, you get meetups, you 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 get to hang. I saw that you guys get to hang out with just a guy at his house. Like what 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 is that experience like? I I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about from from my perspective because there was one significant difference this year that we'll talk about more later, which is that normally there is a event called the con before the storm which is kind of like a fan-made meetup thing that didn't happen this year so this this day this year was a very different than years past but basically we landed uh doc and myself and our crew all went to downtown disney to uh, get some good old-fashioned mexican food and a flight of margaritas to set the tone and then we picked up our badge went over to just guys and it was amazing we were able to meet up with Dragon Rider and Smarms and one of Smarms' mods of Gimpy and also a number of people that are on the Hearthstone team. Like, we were able to meet with Cora and Sage, of course, Just a Guy's Kids, as well as Deck Tech and Hat came over and hung out for a bit. And former member of the team, Hadidre, came over. And so uh, it was a uh, it was a, a full of blast, my man. It was a, a good fashion time. Yeah, that looked that looked incredible, and and to see everybody there together at once, and it would have been kind of funny if you didn't get to meet Cora and Sage at that point when you're yeah, at their house. Yeah, was kind but. of a question mark for a while because there was another event going on, um, that night that they were at, so we didn't know how long they were gonna be there, but uh, yeah, it was an incredible experience. Got to meet all of these in- incredible people that are friends online in real life, so we got to put bodies to the voices and screen names and it was fun and they give really good hugs. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it was just a good wholesome, just like get together and party. Like it just felt kind of like this, just hanging out with friends, you know? Um, and just a guy is a fantastic host. If you ever, if anyone ever gets invited to a party that just a guy is the host of absolutely <laughs> go. Because fantastic host, he put so much work into it, and it was all very much appreciated. Well, just a guy is one of our favorite people, and um, it, it was just—it's got to be a weird thing because when you go somewhere to like a, a like a Comic Con or whatever like that, you're there to see 
the the artists that you're signing and, and the panels and all that. But for the communities like us, where we're involved in Coin Concede, Blizzlets, Welch, um, and Twitter, Hearthstone Twitter, and all kinds of things, you're 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 there to see the people on stage, but you're also there to like you're looking around in the crowd and you're seeing all the people like, hey, that's Ben <laughs> Keystone, that's you know, whoever. And, and it, it's gotta be kind of a, a weird thing that you're, you're seeing like almost cel- not necessarily celebrities, but celebrities to us yep. um, that probably also think of you in the same way. So uh, what is that like? Yeah. So speaking of Ben Heastone, um, Daniel uh, Scoob and I were all in line and lore. We're all in line for battlegrounds duos, which is phenomenal by the way. And I can't wait to talk about that in a second. Um, we're just standing in line and then I get, a Twitter notification. And I take out my phone and look at the notification. It's from Ben Heastone and it was tweeted just now. And it was a picture of like the rules of battlegrounds duos. And I was like, Daniel, I was like, Ben Heastone just tweeted this. I was like, he's gotta be right here. And then the gentleman in front directly in front of us in line turns around and he goes, Hey doc. Hey storm rage. How's it going? And it was Ben Heastone. <laughs> so, that was pretty cool. Just to, yeah, he's super nice guy. I saw him a couple other times throughout the con. Um, yeah, it's just incredible meeting all these different people because uh, we all like the same thing. So it's mm-hmm. fun to experience all these things for the first time together with everyone else and then just regurgitate our thoughts and feelings about it with them. Uh, or our anticipation from the announcements of duos to waiting in line for duos. Um, yeah, it was just, everyone was just an absolute blast. I think, I think you're, you're right, Tito, that BlizzCon is different than a lot of other cons, because if you were to tell me that like, all right, you can go there and you can do the things and you can talk to the people that you're there with, but like, you're not going to see anybody else that you know, it's just going to be you and the two or three or four, however many people that you bring with you. I wouldn't go. Like, BlizzCon is is good. It's not worth that price tag for just the things that you get to see and do. It's the people there that really make it phenomenal. And so I've seen a couple of people. I'm in a part of, like, a couple of Facebook groups of people being like, I was pretty disappointed this year uh, of, like, I, I just kind of went by myself. I went for the first time. I didn't know anybody there. Like, it's probably not going to be a great time because it's really expensive. There's a lot of crowds. And... It's pretty much either for people that are massive diehard Blizzard fans of, like, multiple games or people that are there for the community. And for someone like me that is there for the community, it's the best weekend of the year. And I will take BlizzCon over Christmas. I'll take BlizzCon over any other holiday. It's just so very, very good. But mostly because I get to see these people that I've been friends with online for years that I've never met in person. And that's a really significant factor of my enjoyment of BlizzCon. There is a community, so um, I'm, I'm sure mostly some of you are familiar with um, Frog Pants, where you have um, Scott Johnson, who used to be the host of the Instance when that was a thing, and, and Garrett, and and there's a whole community around that, including um, Warcraft. It was a very Warcraft central thing, and they obviously Blizz, um, BlizzCon was a big deal, but they used to have their own convention. Um, I forget what it was called, but like their entire community, like so, it was basically that part of Blizzard without the um without the price tag. It, w- it was a, it was a smaller price tag. They would meet somewhere, I think in Colorado or something like that, and they'd rent a a place, a, a chalet or something like that. And it was like this like con- they had their own con, but it was just for them. And I think that would be something that would be pretty cool if we had it in in our sphere, where it's like less less cheaper, less 
pomp and circumstance, but still kind of. Yeah, I, I have actually every other year after finishing up BlizzCon, there's usually a crowd of like, okay, so can we do this in like April or May? We just fly to someone's city and we get a hotel room and we just chill and do the same thing that we do at BlizzCon, but not at BlizzCon. And it's never happened, but it's always something that crosses a lot of people's minds. All right. So you now you're there. We're seeing people. You you, you had you had drinks at Justin mm-hmm. guys the night before. Opening ceremonies. Where were you guys? What was the vibe? What were your favorite parts? What was it different than what the the crowd was favorite? Like, did you did you guys gel with the crowd or were like I like this more than this? What was that whole thing like? This year was different for opening ceremonies because. In every other year, they have a hall, and in that hall, they have a stage. And a lot of the times, they would either have just the screen of the opening ceremony, so you could, like, sit at and watch the stage of the opening ceremonies, or they would actually be present at those stages. In the last couple of years, basically, they would have different presentations at different stages during the opening ceremonies. But this time was weird, because there wasn't a whole lot of seating, and... The only people in our group were that got to actually see the opening ceremonies live were Smarms and Adel. And everybody else got to see the live stream of it. And so we sat in one of the few places that had chairs, which was in the Overwatch area. And it was kind of weird. One of, my, one of the things that I didn't love about the, the situation this year is I wish that there was more seating to see the things. Um, but I, I think that our group was very hyped for anything Hearthstone which was not the case for a lot of the people around <laughs> us, is we would, yeah. like, scream at Battlegrounds duos, and then they'd be like, oh, okay. And uh, most people, I think, did react pretty heavily to Warcraft when Chris Metzen lo- went on the stage. Yeah. Basically, everybody lost their minds, and so that was very good. And a lot of people, when Diablo finished, were like, wait, that's it? Anything else? <laughs> no? Okay, I guess guess that's it for this year. Uh, that, w- that was my interpretation, Doc. Uh, yeah, I would say your interpretation is very spot on. Um, obviously our group is extremely Hearthstone centric. And so, I mean, I think Hearthstone was the big winner out of BlizzCon. Um, if you want any more in-depth analysis, keep listening or read Daniel's article about it on BlizzPro. Um, but yeah, Hearthstone was the, was the big winner. I mean, I've never seen Chris Metzen before or listened to any of his announcements, and I didn't know he had voiced a couple characters within World of Warcraft. Um, the way that man can, like, demand reactions from the crowd mm-hmm. every single time and get it every single time is incredible. He's a fantastic announcer. I would say the only... So it was kind of funny. So a lot of the people that did announcements for things stumbled a lot while reading the teleprompter, but there are only two people who didn't really. And that was one Chris Metzen and two Cora Cora absolutely killed Mm -hmm. the Hearthstone announcement. Like she did so dang perfect. It was awesome. And like our group just ate it up. It was awesome. Uh, We sat like Daniel said, we sat in the overwatch area because we were kind of watching the overwatch world cup. And they had to push. The timing was weird. It was bad is what it was. It it was was bad. It was really, really bad. So Overwatch kind of got or Canada kind of got the big middle finger from Blizzard because the timing of when their match started compared to when the opening announcement started was for if what Korea, right? Yeah. 
if so the timing was Korea should have three O to Canada and then the match would no longer be going and then the opening ceremonies would start. Well, newsflash Korea did not three O Canada and Canada put up a fight. And so they were just like, Hey, if you want to continue watching overwatch, go way back into this room <laughs> and watch it on a single screen. And everyone else is going to be watching the opening ceremonies. So if you want to watch Canada, then go back here. Um, it was pretty so wild. Unfortunately, yeah, it was it was kind of rough. Um, but the like people reacting to all the announcements was really cool. Like mm-hmm. I've been to conventions before, but nothing like video game related. So like, granted, I'm a newer WoW fan, but like the triple. <laughs> the triple expansion announcement that Chris Metzen did to kind of tie up the storyline of wow that we know so far was incredible. Everyone lost their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, Eve and I were sitting in front of everybody and then uh, Daniel and like coin concede and the rest of our group were behind us. But yeah, it was fantastic. Like 10, like I would say as a first time experience, the energy was 10 out of 10. Um, Hearthstone obviously was 10 out of 10. It was like Daniel said, Diablo was kind of laughable. (laughs) Like it was just for, for more reasons than one. Um, so they had demo places everywhere. Sorry, I'm getting a little off topic. They had demo places everywhere for like Overwatch, Hearthstone, WoW, uh, retail, WoW Classic. There was nothing in Diablo, in the Diablo hall to play Diablo, except there was a singular computer for media only <laughs> to play Diablo. Well, Doc, why would they why would they need a demo site? You got a phone. That's a good don't point. You? That's true. I mean, they That's did true. also have a demo for Warcraft Rumble, which is exclusively on your phone, but we don't need to think about that. It's fine. Yep. Nope. <laughs> uh but so so speaking of like, so obviously we we're all rooting for Core. Not only are are we friends with her and her dad and, and, and all that. Like we're, I, I was, I, I called just a guy, a friend. He's, he's a friend. And, and, and just to see her up there, she came from like us. She was like a, just a player. And, and, and she worked her ass off as, as a host and as a commentator and a, uh, a caster. And, and then she took a shot at blizzard and mm-hmm. got a job there. And now she basically almost runs the whole damn thing as far as uh, we're concerned. <laughs> right. So how cool is that to see someone that like, like she's played in our game nights before like that we're friends with to be on that big stage how cool was that and i mean core core is just an absolute delight of a person mm-hmm. and I, I i mean it was just great because like she's she's worked her butt off to get there and she is unbelievably deserving and it was great to see somebody that has worked for so long to get that opportunity to shine and I think it was amazing for just a guy as well to see that, see his daughter on stage in that, in that light, I think was really amazing. And I, I, I only know Cora tangentially through other things. Like I, I, I would say that it would be uh, incorrect to say that we are friends as much as I enjoy her. Like I, I would say that we are very good acquaintances sure. and I am a very appreciative of who she is. Uh, and so like I, as, as a fan, she's just, she's just great. And being able to see that yep. on stage was amazing that's fair um and yeah i may have overstepped there a little bit but it's just it's just it's part of our community like she came from our community and and it's just so great to see and actually so she went to school for broadcasting so like her her training is in 
Yes. What she did versus what she became really mm-hmm. good at with Hearthstone. So this was probably just like, oh, let me dust that off. I got that. But no, she she just knocked it out of the park. And as far as Chris Messing goes, they should, regardless of what property he's they're talking about, if it's going to close the show, Chris Messing should close it. It's like, well, and I, I know I don't talk about, I, I know I'm not on this survival game, but let me tell you about it. Which, surprisingly, no comments so, about that. I really, will say, huh? that was my biggest letdown, was I was really hoping we'd at least get a title. But understandably, like games take a long time to develop, right? So we don't know where at in their process they are. So they might want to wait till next year to announce the title. And then maybe the following year, the game could have a demo. Like who who knows? Um, But it's I'm going to be excited to try that game whenever I can. Mm -hmm. So. I think they I think they learned their lessons from um, what was it? Titans? Um, what was the game that um was supposed to follow Warcraft that we heard about for years and years, and then they just Project Titan, it? and it, it it didn't yep. end up getting fully scrapped. It kind of became Overwatch. Oh yeah, 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 that's fair. But it was supposed to be something completely different, and yes. they they, they repurposed assets. But yeah, so that they they probably learned from that and said, you know what, we're just gonna keep it quiet for now and 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 all that. But um, okay, so. You mentioned this a little bit because Con before mm-hmm. the storm didn't happen. There wasn't really enough time. That's a big budget movement. There's usually a lot of focus on the community podcast, that kind of thing. And there didn't that seemed to be missing this year. Did you notice that? Was there was it did it seem like it was lacking outside of the Yeah, con? I would I would say definitely. And the Con before the storm Discord and the announcement came that BlizzCon was happening in like May or June. And they waited a week. They tried to talk it out. And they're like, hey, folks, we just can't make it happen. We don't have the time and we don't have the resources. So we'll try again next year now that we know the BlizzCon is back. And it was definitely a bummer to miss it. But I also think that, like, if next year were to happen, I don't know what I'd do. Because I don't want to miss Just a Guy's party next year. That was a blast. So I, it'd be difficult for me to want to split my time between those two events. But it, it was so- definitely a thing where... I think if you were a a bigger name streamer and you got to do like the meet and greet stuff, there were absolutely opportunities to meet those kinds of people. But I think for overall communities, there wasn't as much meetup or or things of that nature, which was a bit of a bummer in comparison to previous years. That's fair. Now, I know one thing you mentioned was you were kind of surprised at how many tickets were still available. Normally, this thing sells out. And there was supposed to be, I think, thirty-five thousand room for 35,000. And as far as we know, 30,000 people mm-hmm. ended up going or bought tickets. Did Did you notice that when you were there? Did it seem like it was no, a little lighter? Or? I could not imagine 5,000 more people there. Thank you so much to the, to the people that did not buy tickets. Oh, boy. It was so crowded. Yeah. Like getting in. So when for those of you who haven't been to BlizzCon before or a convention, there's usually some kind of like a security check for obvious reasons that make a lot of sense. So you go through security and then you just wait in like this massive foyer to the building. It's well, it's a courtyard, but you just wait in this courtyard and it was packed like like a can of sardines. Like there was 30,000 people there. Um, And they had to let everybody in waves and it was like 15 minutes between each wave that got to go in so that it wasn't just a stampede. Um, I honestly could not imagine five more thousand people being in that space, let alone in the convention center. Yeah, because it it definitely didn't feel like it was missing anybody. 
And who knows how bad the lines would have been for everything if there was 5,000 more people. Yeah. Like, so to touch on duos again really quick, the first day of duos, we got to play a single game. And then when we went and did other stuff, we came back. They had cut the line off because it was a three-hour wait to play duos. And they cut the line off at like, like 3 p.m. or something crazy. And they, yeah, they cut WoW off several times too because the new WoW announcements for Classic and Retail are pretty cool. Um, yeah, I just could not imagine that place being any more crowded because it was, it was tight. I couldn't imagine standing in line to play WoW. As much as I love WoW, WoW has been a part of my life for 19 years. I don't go on the PTR. I don't do the betas. It's like because we always have this. Like, like it just seems like. Yeah, it'd be cool, but it's still more wow. Like, I I, I don't understand. I mean, I can see it for other things, but I can't see it for wow because it's just like, yes, it's oh good. There's a cool, there's a new dragon here. Cool, I'll see that in three months or six months or whatever it is. But duos. Um, so you guys were there. I I think you were there. I don't think you were there in 2019. No, no, right? no. Uh, this was my first BlizzCon. Uh, so how was the line for do? And we're gonna talk more about duos in a little bit. But how was the line for duos compared to like the lines for battlegrounds? It's difficult to compare the two directly because in 2019 battlegrounds got announced, but so did a lot of things. So we they were also competing with Diablo Immortal demos and Diablo Four demos and Overwatch Two, actual Overwatch Two. That's actual Overwatch Two. That's an that was an actual sequel at the time. So there were a lot more demos to be played. And the line for Battlegrounds was relatively short. Like, I played a lot of Battlegrounds, and we went through pretty frequently. And there was also a lot more space and a lot more places that people could go. So the line in Battlegrounds was pretty short, and Duos was, I would say, generally longer this time around. And it took longer to get through, and most of the time, like, there was a very, very consistent wait for Duos basically throughout the entirety of the event. But there was also far less demos to be Mm -hmm. done this year. So it's 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 difficult to make that direct comparison. I would say that duos was more popular, but that could have been from lack of other things to do. But everybody that did duos really loved duos. Right. So aside from duos, what other games did you play while you're there? What other panels did you go to um, outside of the opening ceremonies? So we went to the Hearthstone panel, uh, which was or I went to the Hearthstone panel. Sorry. Um Unfortunately, our group got split and some of us got there earlier than others. And then they closed the doors and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I went to the Hearthstone panel. That was really cool. Um, again, Cora killed it and everyone else killed it, too. Uh, but if you wanted to play any kind of demo at any kind of frequency, Overwatch was the place to go because it was you get done with your game. You get right back at the front of the line. <laughs> Um, which was fun. They did announce a new hero who was playable that day, who also officially launched that day, right? Uh, he launched online for that weekend, but then he was taken ah, okay, off okay. and we'll come back soon. Okay. And then we, uh, we played WoW Classic because the WoW Classic changes with like the reimagined dungeons and like the being able to multi-spec. Um, that was fun. But that line was probably the longest aside from like another like longer duo line. And yeah, like I I'm awful at WoW and I had a heck of a time with staying on the platforms I needed to stay on. Um, But it was just dungeoning with friends. 
or rating with friends or whatever. And it was just, it was a delight no matter like the outcome. Um, but my favorite thing to do was duos. And I very wish that duos was out right now because once you taste duos, normal battlegrounds is still good, but duos is just so much more fun. At least to me. Okay. We'll get to, we'll get to that. How about you, Stormrage? How about where were your panels and, and, and I, you I didn't go to a whole lot of panels because I normally like you had to line up and you had to go to a specific area for panels. And in previous years, it's been like you can just go to like the Hearthstone stage and just watch. And so I didn't line up for a lot of the arenas. And I also you couldn't really watch them from any other place super easily. So I've watched a lot of the panels post BlizzCon on YouTube because that's just easier. And the main thing that I did was I watched a lot of Overwatch World Cup, which was absolutely delightful. I love watching professional Overwatch. That is the most hype game. That is the most hype esport I have ever seen. And I will watch that. I will gobble that up live. It is amazing. And then I played every demo that there was. So I played Overwatch, which was uh, fine. And Overwatch is great. We played with a lot of people that have never played before. So we lost a lot of games. And then did a lot of duos. I did the Warcraft Rumble. I did the WoW Classic with the Seasonal Twist, which is super fun. I did the WoW Dragonflight. So, like, a lot of very, very fun stuff. Now, why did you need to do the R- Rumble demo? Because wasn't it already on your phone? It was, as of that but time? you could do PvP with a friend, which you can't do in a Rumble right now. And so we did, like, a couple oh. of, like, across the... Of like they just gives you a random army and it's like fight and so that was pretty fun. Well, and and uh, you were talking about the Overwatch um, the, uh, World Championship or whatever. It's uh, at least they're not going to be gutting uh, Overwatch esports anytime soon. Um, <sighs> did you happen to see any Disney lawyers <laughs> hanging around with regards to uh, Mauga? Yeah, I, I will say that, like, we, we went hard in the paint on, with, on Squelch, but, like, Maui is also, like, a mythical character, so it'd be like people yeah. saying, oh, well, you can't have somebody like Hercules. Like, well, I mean, sure, it is a Disney character, but it's also a very popular mythological character that has, like, a lot of importance to, to that culture, and so, yep. yeah, I think they're probably going to be fine on this one. Yeah, and... uh Probably, to, but sorry to cut in. Um, the MOBA Smite is like League of Legends, except every single one of its characters is a god from a pantheon that exists on planet Earth. Um, and they have a Maui character, and they have a Hercules, and they have they have basically everybody. They're trying to get as many as they can. Um, I, but yeah, I I think they'll be fine with Malga, because uh, that. It is, again, a very important, like, mythos person. So I feel like that's public domain. Yeah, probably less. Oh, I'm sure. But we all know we all know who he is because of the recent um, the movie. And the, the choice for them to have Dwayne The Rock Johnson do the voice of the character was a little strange. But <laughs> um, all right. So obviously that's not him. That's not true. Um, okay. So what happens now? So you get to the end of day one. Con shuts down. You probably leave before the con shuts down, I would assume, or maybe not. Um, They say, you ain't got to go home. You can't stay here. Uh, What happens then? And did you actually end up in a fight at a Denny's parking lot? (laughs) Yes and no. Um, 
So they that was another weird point of contention. Is the website was like it's open until eight, oh and then they started God. shutting things down at like six fifteen. We we're like, what's happening? And they're like, oh, well, the show actually closes at seven. We we're like, okay, so when does it open? Because the website says that it opens tomorrow at nine, and they were like, oh, well, the show floor doesn't open till ten, but general admission doesn't start till eleven thirty. So like the whole like scheduling yeah. was a nightmare of a time. But after the first night, we all went back to our hotel room, and we literally just drank and played games. And then at the end of the so second night, we walked to a Denny's, and then we walked back to a different Denny's, and we met up with Hoppa Bear, and we, again, drank and played games throughout the night. It was a delightful, delightful time. Yeah. And Hoppa Bear, an amazing person. They were so much fun to hang out with. So kind. Like, <laughs> like yes. shockingly kind. Oh, she's amazing. And did you know she actually set Judge up with his wife? No, I did not. But that yeah, sounds like uh, something it, she would do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I have invited her onto the show a couple times, and we're trying to get her on to talk about duels. We'll see if that happens. But um, she's she does a lot. She also streams a lot at this time, so I'm not sure if that'll happen. So let me ask you this: Is a day two needed? I mean, I know you're there, you spent the money, you flew out there, it's fun to hang out with your friends, you want to be there, but does BlizzCon need a day two, or would that day two be better off just spending out, hanging out with your friends outside of things? No, you need a day two, because, like, we, yeah, we I, I got to try a lot of the demos that I wanted to try on day one, but not all of them, because the lines are pretty long, and most other years there's going to be more panels, second day is also the day of the community night, as well as there's usually a concert, so like today too, I would, I'd be a fan if they moved it to three days. Give us that Thursday. Yeah, I would also like three days. Um, as it being my first BlizzCon, um, I mean it it was a blast. I had so I had so much fun. It was unbelievable. Um, but I kind of wish they'd like meter the announcement like throughout the weekend. Oh, OK. Kind of like I understand having like the big hoorah at the opening ceremony, but like. I just feel like it could have benefited from having other cool announcement announcements to go out through the weekend. Um, Like maybe have a panel or maybe have like a demo, but nobody knows what it's for until you get there. And then they have like the announcement and then people who couldn't make it to that demo understand what that demo is now. I don't know. I just feel like. BlizzCon could benefit from having more announcements spread out through the weekend rather than the first 90 minutes. I, I think they have to do it in the first 90 minutes, though. I understand what you're saying, but like that's their moment where they're that's that that's the entire purpose of the con is to mm-hmm. like these are the things we're selling now. These are the things to get excited for. These are the people to listen to talk about them. And and the rest of it is kind of like the the fan service, the demos, the the hey, let's talk a little bit more in depth about how now all your characters can share a guild bank or or whatever it is like that. But I think you have to condense that all at the beginning because if you're like, oh, hey, here's a bunch of things. And, oh, by the way, here's day two. Oh, did you know about Diablo Immortal or the, the expansion or whatever like that? I don't think that builds as much hype as you get the one item after another. But, um, I mean, I could be wrong, but that's kind of how it feels. Uh, but you're talking about the concert. Did you go to the concert? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> the concert that line started. The concert so started at six thirty. The line for the concert started at two p.m. I wasn't gonna wait for, and that was like 
The lying, uh, I was not sure if you could get in if you started waiting at 2 p.m. I think if you wanted to be in the concert, you had to legit start by, like, noon. And I'm not going to wait six hours for a concert. Would would, would, they, would you have done it for any of the other shows, like Weird Al, uh, Tenacious D? Or... There is not a single concert on the planet where I would wait six hours in line when I could instead be playing demos of my favorite games. Yeah. And like I I got to spend so much time with War Master Eve. Like her and I just kind of like day one and day two, like we were looking for hat, because for those who may not know, War Master Eve's daughter is very artistic and she made a ridiculous hat. His hat. And I assume everyone knows what his hat is. It's his profile picture on Twitter. Her daughter made that for him. And so it was our mission to find hat and give it to him. Um, and so got to spend a lot of time with Eve and it was just really cool getting to, getting to know her, just getting to hang out with her like all day. And she, there was a lot of things she's never done before. Cause a lot of things either she hasn't done or like don't exist in Canada. And so it was just fun to walk around the convention and walk around like the general area of our hotel with her and just get to know her as a person. Um, yeah, sorry for getting where this tangent was going, but uh, Lore Master Eve is great, and I'm so very much appreciative for all the time I got to spend with her, because who knows when it'll happen again. Hopefully next year, but Lore, you're amazing, I love And you. it's a good thing, a good, good um, comparison of, hey, things are different here in America than Canada, like when, when, she had, when she had to go see a doctor for an emergency, they um, had to pay money for it, and I'm just kidding, he was fine. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, was there anything that you didn't get to do that you normally like to do outside of the con for the storm, which we've replaced with just a guy? Drink? You can't. You uh, every other year they've had beer gardens where you could have alcohol and drink. And let me tell you, going to a Hearthstone tavern that was filled with tavern things of tales and feelings of taverns and being told, "Nope." No alcohol here was a weird feeling. So bring back, bring back beer, please. Fair enough. How about yourself, Doc? Oh, no, you want to know because you haven't been there. All right. Um, um, I mean, I would say having drinks there would have been a huge, 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 huge plus. Because it's like either find a bar or go to like Walgreens and get alcohol and then drink it at your hotel room. And then go back into the con. Yeah, like. it was weird. <laughs> Very nice. All right. So day after the con, people are usually there for one more day to do things in, in California. Since they're not there, a lot of people seem to go to Disneyland. Is that what you did? What do you do? And if uh, you, whatever you did, did you see a lot more people that that third day just around or, or no? Mm-mm. No, that's Sunday. That's that's the time to go home. So, and I'm I'm a broke boy. I'm a teacher. I save up all year for BlizzCon. I can't also spend another five hundred dollars to go to Disney. So usually that day three is packing up and shipping home. Yeah. I mean it it was a lot of fun. Um, thank God we survived the drive to the airport. Um, so oh boy, our, our Uber to the hotel was really nice and perfect and everything. But our Uber to the airport, the guy got us there quickly, but oh boy, did three out of the four of us feel like we were going to die and got motion sick. It was uh, 
not a fun time. <laughs> that was a demo of the survival game that you didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Must have been. All right. So final question on BlizzCon. If you could not now that you have the ear of the new Microsoft team taken in, taken, taken over, if you could suggest changes to improve BlizzCon, what would you suggest? Aside from the, including alcohol again. More. Yeah. More demos. Like the, the demos were really, really cut down this year. And so there were a lot of Blizzard games that just literally had zero presence. And I, I don't care if it's a minimal presence. But, like, Diablo 4, you got to have something playable. StarCraft, Heroes of the Storm. I don't care if they're not really supported anymore. Those are still really iconic Blizzard games, and I'd really love to be able to play them with my friends down there. And in previous years, even when StarCraft and Heroes of the Storm was not the focus, they had, like, an arcade area that was essentially, hey, these are all games that we don't have anymore, but we're going to have, like, this very small little setup because we know not a lot of people are going to play them. And there's basically going to be like 20 computers where you can line up and play these things. And that needs to come back, I think, because there are some very, very hardcore fans of those and being able to miss out on that sucked. Yeah. So 100% echo literally everything Daniel said. But if if you mention games during the opening ceremony, please have a friggin demo of them. <laughs> like. <laughs> like they they said the word StarCraft. They talked about HOTS. They did not mention Hearthstone specifically by name. They mentioned slinging cards. Um, but yeah, please. Just like Daniel said, more demos, more places to sit. Because uh, uh, seating yeah, was very rare. Like, if you wanted to sit, you basically had to play a WoW demo, had to sit in the limited seating in the tavern, or watch Overwatch. Or get a tattoo. And that was it also sorry big complaint about the tattoo thing they had a single person in charge of line management so i went with dawn and her husband to get to try to go and get the diablo flash tattoos we should have been able to but they did not announce they said limited quantities right it was 80 tattoos a day which is not very much granted it's a lot of tattooing for the artists. I completely understand that. But people just kept cutting in in front of us the entire time. So we kept getting further and further and further back. And so as a consolation prize, we got a pin, which kind of feels bad when we were there early enough to be able to get them. But we had to not get them because too many people cut because they only had one person doing line management. So they should have had yeah. they should have had like the rope cues that they had for all the demos for that to eliminate that or at least make it easier to see when it, the line cutting was happening. Um, but that's really it. I think one thing I, I would suggest not, not being someone that's there, but someone that's watched online, it'd be nice if they like group the things up for each pan for each game for like the panels and stuff. So that way, a lot of times it was like you had to pick, you either had to go see the, the Warcraft thing or the Hearthstone thing or the Starcraft thing, or whatever it is where it'd be nice if like, Hey, all the Hearthstone stuff is between like two and four. All the uh, WoW is between, and I know that that's kind of impossible with the amount of stuff they're putting in. If it's have his third day, maybe that is. But it'd be nice if you could like actually go to everything you want to go to if it was available. And it seems like um, a lot of it's like you have to pick and choose, and that does probably doesn't feel that great. But all right, that's quite a lot about BlizzCon. We talked about dudes. We've already answered a couple of these questions that we have about uh, duos. 
Um, Daniel, you have said that it is the most fun that you've had in a Blizzard game. Yeah. In any in anything. How much is it? How much of this is the mode, and how much of it was that you were playing a game, sitting next to a friend, and working together? And go go into that a little bit. I think a large portion of it was being able to work with my friend, and I I love co op games. Anytime I can get a co op game, it's almost always the first game that I'll go to. And so being able to present in battlegrounds of a co op mode, massive fan. And I think if if you were to tell me I couldn't queue up with a friend, I'd be real down on this game mode because I think it'd be not very fun. But I think that even, even just the game mode itself, like every now and then I'm probably still going to try out random queuing just to see what it's like because there's a lot of just quality of life changes within that. And I think they're just really, really good. It's a well-designed game mode. It's really well thought out. And I think that the competitive nature of it is better than it is in battlegrounds and maybe it's just the illusion of control but i feel like my choices matter more in duos than they do in typical battlegrounds all right well speaking of that how much do you think the fun's going to translate when you actually do play with the randos or do you think like everything just having the anonymous person on the internet on the other side is going to breed contempt for people trying to play the game I don't think that like most people are going to play it if it's random queuing. I think the vast majority of players are going to get on a Discord call with some friends and queue it up. So I don't think that like, this is not replacing standard battlegrounds. Oh, no. It's not even going to get close not. to that. And I think it's just going to be a very, very fun alternative like for Blizzlike community game nights. Absolutely. The second the uh, Battlegrounds duos comes out, this is what we're playing. And so I, I think that it'll be a more niche audience, but I think it'll still be fun regardless. But they, it needs to be, I think, it, it, having people join up to play together often is probably not going to be enough because I, I I don't see a lot of people doing this all the time. So in order for the game to thrive, people are going to have to queue with randos and that's going to have to be probably the primary way people play the game, right? Otherwise, you'll have queue times that last forever. I, I don't think so. so. I, I, I think that the team is well aware that this is going to be a niche game mode and that it is not going to compete with standard at all or standard or battlegrounds. And I mean, queue times might be a little bit longer, but I think if you're playing with your friends, you probably don't care about queue times as much. Yeah. And so I, I would be, I would be genuinely surprised if random queuing becomes the dominant mode to play this game. And even, even if you do random queue, they have an in-game ping system now, which is essentially emoting that you can communicate stuff with your random opponent. But I, like Daniel said, there's a snowball's chance that not the majority of people are not going to be in a discord call or whatever service they use to, to play battlegrounds duos. Like it's, I don't know. It's, it's communication is so important in that. And like the pings do help and they're very useful but if you have the option to talk to them, that's just going to be what you do every time. All right. So what about the mode didn't you like or would you like to see them change or update before the, the we're still very early in the, the process? What would you like to see them change or add to make it better? The the only thing that I can think of, it's not necessarily about the game itself, but they didn't like they did have like signs up with like the basics of duos throughout the line but it was very easy to miss because BlizzCon's not a, not the most well lit environment. <laughs> no. It's a very it's a convention center, and they have like all the lights turned off for thematic effect. 
And so at least our first time through, we missed seeing the banners with the rules entirely. Um, so there was some key information for the first game that we didn't really have, uh, such as like the costing a gold to send a minion to your teammate and stuff like that. Um, but as as far as it goes for me, I think they've really kind of knocked it out of the park with what you can do in this game. Um, I don't think that I can pick a piece that I would want to be more improved. Uh, once I understand how the mode operates, like it is, it feels very refined and I wish it was out now. Yeah. I, I would say they need a tutorial, a brief tutorial to help explain what duos is. Cause there's, there's, there's a lot to it that I think if we were not in that environment, we would have been very confused about. And then a little bit of UI changes. So simple things like if I want to send a minion to a teammate, but I don't have the extra gold, it gives me the notification that my board is too full and I can't play another minion, which is not actually what's happening. I don't have the gold to send it. I can send a minion if I have full a full board. And so there are just some small UI things that I imagine will get fixed pretty easily, but it's it's real good. It's real good, y'all. Now, could you trade minions from your hand, the shop, and the board? Or it was in only certain areas? So you can only trade from your hand to your opponent, to your partner, unless there are certain circumstances. Like there are, there's a certain Battlegrounds hero that lets you transfer from anywhere. So you could hypothetically play a minion, send it over to your opponent so you can get double use out of a battle cry. But most of the time it is you buy a minion, it goes into your hand, you send it over to your, to your partners. And would it come with buffs too? Like, for example, if you have the mm-hmm. the Murloc that stays in your hand that grows, you can send that over yes. when it's time. That is correct. Oh, very nice. So, Duos is a game, and games are supposed to be fun. We know that. Yeah. It sounds like it is a lot of fun, but Blizzard is a company, and companies like to make money. The biggest issue that Battlegrounds has had, as far as Blizzard goes, is the fact that they had a hard time monetizing it because when they released it, they didn't know what they had. And then they tried to follow it with mercenaries with the idea of monetizing it. And that failed because of the way they, they, they weren't focused on the fun. They were focused on how we make money off it. So mm-hmm. how do they plan on monetizing? Could, could you could you see where the monetization of duos is going to come from? And is it anything concerning? It, I think it's going to be exactly the same as Battlegrounds. Like the, the formula really hasn't changed. The only thing that's different is instead of you're by yourself, just imagine there's another hero in your game that's partnered with you. And I imagine the cosmetics for heroes that are in both modes will cross over. There are duos exclusive heroes and minions. So obviously though, like the cosmetics for those heroes won't cross over, but I imagine um, it's just going to be the same as normal battlegrounds. I mean, if you, I just don't see how they monetize it up that you can monetize it in the same way that you currently do with battlegrounds, which is you add a battlegrounds pass and it unlocks more hero choices. Maybe they add it. So that way it's like you have to unlock the battle pass in order to play duos, but that would surprise me. I think maybe the most common thing is that certain heroes, certain like duos heroes are locked behind the battle pass that you have to unlock, but that would also surprise me. I'm going to guess like, yeah, Blizzard doesn't monetize Battlegrounds too much, but a lot of people buy the Battle Pass, and a lot of people play Battlegrounds. And so I think, if I was to guess, Blizzard's kind of okay with where that monetization is at. Obviously, would ABK and Bobby Kotick want to make more money? Yeah, of course they do. But with the acquisition of Microsoft, 
I'm kind of hopeful that it's just going to stay the way that it is because it's really popular. It's, it's really well liked. And I'm guessing that it makes a decent enough money to stand by. And so right. to, uh, to touch on like the Microsoft thing, Phil Spencer, like he talked for a little bit and he was very much. We just want to help the teams make the games that they make like he mm-hmm. granted companies are going to do company things, but he, it was a very positive like we're just here to support the teams to make the games they're already doing because these teams are good teams like it didn't seem like he announced another agenda of what Microsoft was going to start making Blizzard do. So well, that wouldn't come for like another. I mean, they have to own a company for like a year before they start kind of really like they they collate the information. They see what they have. They mm-hmm. evaluate things. And I I think we'll see changes, but I don't think we'll see them for like another year. And um, hopefully they'll be for the better. But um, you guys have any final thoughts on duos before we move on? Uh, yeah. Uh, Deck Tech, because uh, I know you listen to every Hearthstone podcast. Um, hit the go live button for duos, please. I know. I know it's in your house. Yeah. Yeah. Or just a guy. I mean, it might be lost in his house. Uh, he yeah. might have a button that he can press. So whoever could press that button to go live, please do so. Also, if you have not um, followed Deck Tech on Twitch, we're still hoping it one day he streams. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of streaming, Daniel, you and some of the other folks at Blizzlet were able to participate in a theory crafting stream. In fact, we were supposed to have this episode on Thursday and we had to push it because of that, which was absolutely fine. So how much fun is that? What's that experience like? It's pretty great. It's a pretty fun time. Uh, I mean, I think it is the best time in Hearthstone and I wish that I wish more there was a mode in Hearthstone that reflected what theory crafting is like. And you you can't, uh, right as of right now, unless it was like a different twist mode, but RIP to twist. Because the fact that you need to include 10 cards from the new expansion actually makes the meta feel different. When in all reality, what's going to happen is we're going to have the 30 cards, and we're probably going to substitute two, maybe four more powerful cards into the most common meta decks. And maybe one or two new decks will really will really shine that are actually new. Because most, let's be honest, most times when expansion launches, they just make good decks better. And there's a lot of archetypes that never really see the light of day. So it's great. And we're all very lucky to be able to do so over at Blizzlet. And it's it's a very, very fun time. But do you think that's really the case going into the six set meta? Because I agree with your sentiment there. Because that's usually what happens. Even with a new set, a few more cards add. Maybe there's a couple more archetypes. But... They reintroduced. Um, they reintroduced Highlander. They have the the whole concept of the um, excavation thing. Mm-hmm. You really think that we're going to be back down to Enrage Warrior, Control Priest, uh, Rainbow Mage, whatever? Or do or do you think you don't think we're going to di- diversify a lot more than that going in? Dragon, dra- Dragon Druid, um, uh, Hand Buff Paladin, um, all the Reno items. I mean, I'd love to be wrong. I'd really love to be wrong. But a lot of the power level, I think, that, I mean, there's going to be one or two decks to shine. Maybe Dragon Druid, maybe. But one of the reasons that Dragon Druid was so good was because of a bug involving with the main card from Dragon Druid that let you do a number of petrified dragon nests, which is not supposed to happen. And other decks that I think might see play, maybe the Excavate Warlock, I think is legitimately good because that legendary is crazy. 
But I don't think that Death Knight's going to change much. I don't think Warrior is going to change much. I think Rainbow Mage is still going to be good. I think Control Priest is still going to be good. I, if I'm to be hopeful, Naga Demon Hunter might be a thing because that deck was fun as heck to play. And I, I would again, I want to be wrong on this, but I have a feeling that it's going to be what are the good decks? What can we add to make those good decks better? And then we'll just play that. So you don't you don't expect some CNE action happening in the meta <laughs> taking over? I'd be I'd be shocked. I'd be pleasantly surprised. I love me some some climactic necrotic explosion, but it is a very specific card for a very specific meta. That's fair. So speaking of, um, were there any decks that kind of caught you off guard when you played them? Like something that you like because because we we you were able to theorycraft. Um, and as the cards come out, you kind of have an idea of what the decks are going to look like in general. I mean, not refined or anything, but like, hey, this is going to be uh, the the paladin that you have to have your your handful, and you get all these things. Mm-hmm. Was, it, was there anything that um, caught you off guard that you were like, oh, that's really cool, or was it all kind of what you were expecting? The only thing that caught me off guard with how cool or good it was would be the excavate warlock and the combo of. Thaddeus into Brewmaster over the course of multiple turns because of the fact that it steals life and not deals damage. You don't need to combo off in one turn. And there were a number of times where I beat, I mean, the first game that we played, we, I played against Wicked Good as Priest, and they had 30 health plus 5 armor, but it doesn't touch armor, it just touches health. So I ended up bouncing the thing three times, and that was it. That was game. And so that that's probably the one that genuinely surprised me. Everything else was good and fun, but I, I don't know if it's going to real really see meta play. See, I saw the whole the 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 circle of hey, you get Thaddeus out, you keep excavating, you keep bouncing, and and you can have this whole cycle of things where you you excavate and you keep getting a, a the snake, and so that sounds like you took a different approach where you're bouncing, but it's like one of those things where it sounds like it's going to be problematic a lot, like um. What was it? Uh, Tony plus uh, Fires and Ajari plus Steam Cleaner. And that, I think it happened to me once, maybe twice in the entire thing. So Warlock looks like it's a little, like at first I was like, well, this probably isn't going to happen that often. But it looks like it's actually legitimately something that's going to get nerfed fairly quickly. Or it's I don't know about anyway. nerf, but it's going to get played, I think. <laughs> um, so you, you talked Wicked Good, um, who is co-piloting with uh, Megasa. Besides them, were there any notable people you faced that you beat or that you were really excited to play against during that event? I mean, there's always some amazing people. It's it's the the best of the best that are playing, and then Blizzlet happened to be invited on as well. And we, I would say some of the main people that I played against, I played against Ant and beat him once, which was very exciting. I played against Judge a couple times. I played against, uh, oh boy, howdy! Um, I know. AMX so far, you've mentioned all people that have been. You've mentioned all people that have been on the show before. So keep going. <laughs> oh, uh, then also Wicked Good. Um, <laughs> we also played Smarms a couple times, which was very fun and very silly because Smarms ended up getting raided by the Play Hearthstone channel, so she had like one point eight thousand viewers or something at some point, which was fantastic. And there were just a lot of people that basically, if you if you know about them in the Hearthstone space, we might have seen them across at some point. So 
what was your favorite deck to play? And um, were there any that didn't live up to the hype in your in your own mind as far as being fun? I think we know the answer is the Death Knight. I mean, the Demon Hunter, but. Yeah, Demon Hunter was fantastic. Demon Hunter, Naga Demon Hunter is one of the most fun decks I've ever played. And Demon Hunter typically is. Like, my... F- the the one time that I played like an obscene amount of standard Hearthstone and I actually climbed the la- the legend ladder was when Outcast Demon Hunter was the thing. I love the play style and I love the, what this is going to do to the meta and it was super duper fun. Other than that, there wasn't anything that like let me down of like, oh boy, this is pretty terrible. Most of the things that I thought I was like, all right, uh, maybe Kurtris Demon Hunter because Kurtris every time I hit Kurtris, I ended up killing one bad minion in, in the rogue's hand because everything else was spells. So, Kurtris may not be as busted as I want him to be, but that's probably for the best because if he was too good, that'd be that'd be a problem. Yeah, he's going to be a lot of work for the poor uh, team over at the um, HS, Replay, HS Replay client to, to kind of keep yep. track of that. But um, has Smarms recovered yet? <laughs> well, that would imply that at some point she'd actually be healthy, and nobody knows on that one. She... She probably just downed another Dr. Pepper and called it a day and kept on playing. Actually, so I watched, I, I had the streams up for most of the day and I watched a lot of her and for a good portion of the day, she was mostly ignoring chat and trying to play good Hearthstone, which I didn't understand from her. Um, <laughs> but she, 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 she worked hard and um, it was, it was, it was impressive to watch. I, I caught, a, I caught a lot of your stream. I caught a lot of uh, Loremaster Eve too. It was great to see you guys out there, and you guys looked like you were having some fun. And um, then you did a podcast afterwards. You guys must have been just brain-melted. Yeah, and um, don't don't listen to the most recent episode unless you are in a very specific headspace. It was weird. It was real weird (laughs) and very adult. What that might be one of our few NC seventeen episodes. Yeah, it was uh it was very good. It uh definitely it might catch your eye if you happen to grab yeah, it. Yeah, it definitely catches yeah. the eye of a very certain crowd. <laughs> so do you have any final thoughts on the whole experience of the uh uh aside from hopefully that you do it again for the theory craft? It's great. It's super fun. Yeah, I I I hope that one day we get twist modes that require certain cards from certain expansions, and I think it'd be very fun battlegrounds mode or not battlegrounds tavern brawl. So I think that it's super super fun, and thank you for letting us do it, Blizzard. Well, Doc, that was a lot. I'm feeling a little full, but you know, actually, so I'm looking at the time. We're about an hour fifteen, and normally Daniel's already turned into a pumpkin. So <laughs> that's correct. Speak, speaking of pumpkin, I think it's it's time for a little dessert. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it sounds good to me. So, Daniel, we've added a new question uh, to our show since the last time you've been on. Uh, oh, so usually we interview someone, right? And then we ask them a bunch of questions. We've already interviewed you before. Um, so we have one final question to get to know you. What is your favorite dessert? I love a good salad, scoop of vanilla ice cream, and a warm chocolate chip cookie. That is just iconic to me. Anything that involves those two products, I'm in on. Heck yeah. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, also, listeners, please, uh, if you could be so kind, leave us a review. It really helps with the visibility of the show because Apple and Spotify don't do great at pushing uh, newer shows out. And we rely on your support to be able to grow in the manner in which we want to grow. Um, so leave us a review and it'll be right on the show and we'd greatly appreciate it. I, I We talked in a doc before. We need to work on, you know, there's pyramid schemes out there. We don't need a pyramid scheme. We need an obelisk scheme. Just tell one person. Word of mouth. Hey, you like Hearthstone? You want to get to be a little bit of a better player? Go listen to Bread and Butter. Just tell one person <laughs> if you think they're going to like it. Don't have to tell two. We don't need it. We don't need that much growth. I don't think we can handle it. But one person. Anyway, sorry, Doc. Didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Daniel, if people want to find you, where can they find you at? You can follow me. I am at StormRage23 on Twitter. Rage is spelled R-A-I-G-E. You can also follow Blizzlet at Blizzlet or Squelch, the other podcast that I am on at Squelchcast. And twitch.tv slash stormage23 spelled the same way. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Doc, uh, Doc yeah, how about yourself? You can find me on Twitter at Doc McButt. And sometimes you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Doc McButt. Tito, how about yourself? We don't find you often enough at twitch.com. But hopefully now that you move, we can get you back on there. Uh, you can find me at Twitch and Twitter at Tito Santana HS. Stormy, do you have anybody you'd like to shout out this week? Uh, I'm just going to shout out the whole Blizzled and Squelch crew because they're great folks. Fantastic. How about yourself, Doc? Uh, Yeah, just everybody I met at BlizzCon. Thank you so much for making it a fantastic trip. Um, I believe it was so fantastic because we were all of a similar build. So thank you. I didn't go there, Daniel. Um, I would like to thank Lenny who has, um, actually become a, a frequenter of my stream and also has been very kind and generous and, and donated a bunch of subs, which she didn't need to do and given me some raids. So thank you very much. It's been, it's always great to have some new blood in there. And, and Lenny is just awesome. If you don't know her, you need to go follow her. Um, I already talked about the potential that me and Pyle are going to start a new pod. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. So I'll let you know if that happens. And, um, Daniel want to thank you for being on the show Absolutely. for dealing with Doc's last joke. And also, um, anytime I've had something that I've needed to get done with uh, somebody that has a good voice and is a little creative, Daniel has been willing to help. He did a nice promo for the uh, uh, first fight night we had where he got to be like a ring announcer. And even just recently, that little bit that we did with Electric Sheep City last week, Daniel uh, was it the, the voice at the end that you know told you to go see your doctor or whatever. So I appreciate all the, the effort you put in. Um, and it's great to have you on the show. I hope we get to have you on again. But anyway, guys, I think that's it. I think we're toast. We'll see ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Slide two brothers meet one another when they slide up to the mic. It's bread and butter with one another. Let's start up that recording light.